Welcome to the More For Me podcast by yours truly, Kat Nicole. What up, homie? Thanks for tuning in today. It is an honor and a privilege to be here with you in the studio. To our first time listeners and viewers, welcome. It's so good to have you. This is the More For Me podcast, as said previously. And here, I am just speaking on my experiences, past and present, even looking ahead to where I'm going and sharing that with you, some of the lessons that I learned, revelations that I had that I believe could bless you, the insight, the perspective. And we always try to throw in a couple jokes and giggles to keep it light because we are set to enjoy this life as we head towards the destination of more. What's the destination of more? It's unique for each and every one of us, but it's something that God wants for us. More than you could ever think of for yourself or you've ever imagined that God wants more for you. I believe it for myself and I believe it for you as well. So I share where I'm going, how I uh, got to the point of more and how I am um, continuing to head towards more. Uh, more is not a single destination because once you reach one uh, perceived goal, there's still more work for you to do and further ahead for you to journey. So thank you for tuning in. I hope that you enjoy, you stick around. Um, and for those of you that this is not your first episode, welcome back. Good to have you in the building. We got episodes on the books now, ladies and gentlemen, but if you've missed any, always go back and listen. They're there for you. Go back and view. We're available on all podcast platforms as well as on YouTube. Whatever you're viewing or listening pleasure, make sure you subscribe and turn on your notifications. I, out of all the podcasts I listen to, I just literally learned last week that you can uh, turn on notifications on your podcast platform as well. So explore that. Uh, make sure you turn on your notifications. If you could, it would be amazing for you to just take a moment, like, comment, rate, and review this episode and share it as well. You can always go back and do the same on previous episodes. But when you do that, it helps people know that More For Me is available and it's something that they should check out. So if you are in belief uh, of that idea, that notion, uh, please do share, like, comment, rate, review, all that jazz so that the algorithms out there, whatever they may be in this particular season, that they'll pick it up and they'll present Cat Nicole as an option to more people and that uh, we can spread this message, this good news that God wants more for you, not just me, but you too. So that's good. That's good. That's good. Hey, so that's really funny. Um, I was talking to one of my homies this week <laughs> and um, there's this idea that uh, you have a crutch word. And that's a word that you lean on <laughs> in conversation or when you're talking, um, especially like if you're presenting or something, there's a generally a phrase that people lean on um, kind of as their filler. Former President Barack Obama, his filler word, his crutch was um, which annoyed me completely. But if you even listen to him talk to that, he uses a lot of uh, um, ums. That's his filler. Apparently, that's good is my filler. And I probably shouldn't have told you guys because they're going to be listening like, yeah, she sure does say that. That's good. That's good. But yeah, so that's my filler. And I generally listen for other people's filler words and uh, take a, a, a mini um, uh, comical moment to just enjoy that uh, people literally do have filler words and you don't necessarily realize it. So 
now you know something else about me. Great. Um, moving on. I actually want to talk about a, a conversation that I had this week with one of my homies. Not the same homie who was laughing at my filler word uh, after he was listening to uh, a couple of the episodes, but it's a different homie. And um, life always has its ups and downs and challenges. I am getting to a place personally where I try not to let one particular instance um interaction uh, or circumstance dictate my everything, right? So it doesn't define me. It doesn't define my day. Um, I try not to let it um, be the limitation or the constraint upon me. And I say that to say, like, there's literally always normally some shaky, bad, uh, negative stuff happening in life, but whether or not you think about them or focus on them. Um, every week's a good week because I made it through and I'm still alive. But last week I had some rough moments and in the season, um, just kind of dealing and processing through things has, uh, it, it's had its challenges to say the least. Um, I know I've talked about before that I actually, I've actually been doing a much better job at uh, dealing with my feelings. So like addressing them, not just like, yeah, I was mad, push it to the side, keep going. It doesn't phase me. Like, no, it really does phase me. So let me sit in it. Let me think about it. Um, and really work, work through that idea, that notion and, uh, see if there's something underneath the surface that I need to dig into. What's the root of it and truly understand what's happening. So in doing that, um, <laughs> I also have more opportunities. So whereas before it may have seemed like, oh, I'm just kind of straight most of the time. I'm good. Just keep on pressing. Not really. I just wasn't dealing with all of my reality. And so now that I'm addressing these things more, um, of course, they seem like I have more opportunities to do just that. And it seems to be uh, very productive and healthy for me. Uh, but last week, one of the things that hit me, um, I was like, you know what? I feel like I need a break. And I've been thinking this for a while. Like, I literally need a break, like, from every day. And I've been trying to rationalize in my mind on my own internally, internally, excuse me, like, what type of break do I think I need? Um, do I need a break from work? Like, don't do my work. Do I need um, a vacation, a little getaway from the family? Um, is it just everybody goes to work and school and then I do nothing so I can just kind of um, do whatever, but not necessarily have the, the demands. You know, I've talked about my schedule before with the 15 minute increments, increments and what I'm trying to accomplish and so on. So it's always generally pretty intense. So I've been trying to understand exactly what, what that means. But, uh, after the, the, the holiday, the Thanksgiving holiday, you know, the kids had time off school and ramping up for them to have more time off school. And, um, I literally was like, it was just like all those days straight, no break from them. I think I really need to, you know, to take a step away and, and get a break. And so I shared it with my husband. And so he's a good guy. Good guy doesn't really do him justice. He's a phenomenal husband. Um, and so uh, he wants to, you know, work through and talk through how we can make that happen and exactly what that looks like. Uh, so there's a little difficulty there because I don't fully understand or know exactly what I need, but I do know I need something. So it helps to have him to talk to, to try to figure out exactly what it is that I do, what I am in need of. But we're busy people. Um, so as I say that I need this break, I verbalize it. Technically, I sent a text message, I think. I don't remember. I share it. It's communicated to him, whether it's via text and he's at work or something, or I, I told him in person. 
I think it was via text though. Um, so I communicate this information, which kind of obligates me. So I'm gonna stick a pen right there. I'm not gonna come back to it. So I'm gonna remove the pen. I'm just gonna pause uh, that part and say that in this season, I have been challenged to communicate more, like literally. Um, I've talked about it on the a podcast like hey get it out talk about it but me personally I literally have been trying to communicate more so instead of holding things in and bottling them up and letting people or uh excuse me withholding from people what I think they can't handle or might be too much pressure or um being fearful of what they'll say or they think and I just hold stuff in so I have been um challenged and actively uh communicating more and sometimes I'm not communicating everything at one time. Sometimes I am literally just committing myself to a conversation. So I put a nugget or a thought out there that is enough that later on that I know that either I'm going to circle back with that person or that we can connect deeper. So for example, putting the nugget out to my husband, Hey, this is what I had to explain. It's all coming back to me now. But I had explicitly said like, Hey, do you have capacity to take a day off of work? So it was a text. Do you have a capacity to take a day off of work before the end of the year where he's going to have time off work? Because when he has time off work, that equals all of us 4.25. No, I'm not pregnant. That's my dog. 4.25 of us in this house together. Just no escape. Quarantine all day, every day. No play dates, no friends, no, no escaping. Like everybody in the house. I'm like, man, can I get some time before we hit our next uh, intense session? It's like doing six a days with your family. But um, sports, <laughs> uh, but like, can I get some time before then? And so thinking, hey, do you have time to take off of work? And I put that out there so that we would circle back and it begins a conversation. Now, I'm stepping away from screen just froze. I just hit the mic. I'm not going to be able to move it. Um, so I guess I just got to go without those notes that I can't reach right now. But uh <laughs> It's not even anything on my notes. I just wanted to have the iPad illuminated. But anyway, so uh, so now this conversation is in the works. And so we transition from, okay, nugget about cat. The Holy Spirit has been leading and guiding me. And I've actually been being obedient and communicating more. Turns out I end up setting myself up for uncomfortable situations or conversations that after a lot of thought, I don't want to have. Previously, I would have had that internally and said, I want to say this to French. But then I would have thought through thought through, thought through, thought through how it would play out, what he might say, what I was thinking, and then probably change my mind and then never brought it up to him. So I put it out there. It's in the atmosphere for us to talk about. When he responds back about his availability, I then hit this wall. What kind of wall do you hit, Catherine? I'm glad you asked. I hit a wall because at first I thought it was mom guilt. For you don't, for those of you who may not know, mom guilt is like when, as a mother, for example, uh, the easiest thing is like as a new mom. So when I was a new mom, it was like, I'm a stay at home mom. I have this baby. He's breastfeeding. So he's with me all the time. We're just attached. And then this idea that, hey, you need to take a break and take care of yourself and do something. But I don't want to because I don't want to leave the baby. And then when I leave the baby, I feel guilty about not being with the baby and taking care of the baby. So that's like one of the most obvious examples of mom guilt that a lot of moms probably experience. So you have this idea of mom guilt. So I thought that I was having mom guilt. Then I realized, them kids six and three, 
It ain't mom guilt. Boop. That was me kicking them to the curb. Like, y'all be all right. You straight. Turns out I was actually experiencing wife guilt. I sat there and I began to analyze and I'm like, man, his calendar is probably jam-packed with meetings for work and stuff. And technically he normally travels all the time for work, but he's not traveling right now. And the audacity, the boldness of me to be like, you got time to take on work? And so then I start feeling bad about asking him for time off work. And I'm like, he's probably needs time. So I'll tell him, I don't need the time. Don't worry about it. I'll be okay. I need to muscle through this thing. Hmm. So I don't respond or try to talk to French about it anymore because he's in this thing and he's going to push it. I've expressed a need and he's going to try to meet that need to the best of his ability. He's going to do everything in his power to make that happen. So as I uh, sit in my thoughts with this wife guilt and start to kind of beat myself up about what I need, I reach out to one of my homies. This is where the homie comes in the picture. So um, this particular homie, I send her a text. Holy Spirit, right? It's my new thing, my conviction. And I need to communicate. So I know in this moment, I am struggling. I'm having a hard time. All this processing that I've done that I can share with you guys now hadn't happened. So I'm in the moment, I'm having a hard time. So I send her a text. Chief, she, she shoots back like, homie. I'm like, hey, you have some free time to talk tomorrow. Of course, she's good with it. But I went to bed. When I wake up, I saw her say that she was good. And so, bam, text, 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 able to have a conversation. We jump on the phone that next morning. Now, here's the thing. When we get on the phone, if, because, I mean, we don't talk every day, but former life, I potentially would have backed out on that conversation. But the problem is, in my text message that, that morning, I gave a little bit more about what I wanted to talk about. So she knew it was something serious that I needed to talk about when we got on the phone. <clears throat> Excuse me. So me communicating more actually led to a, a level of accountability that I need in order to help me get over the hurdle of helping me. You got that? All right. So we get on the phone and we start talking through this thing. And it's my homie. I told y'all. We keep it real. It's level of accountability. I'm intense. They're intense. High standards, high expectations. We love, we care for each other. We in this thing deep. Like we in the, we in the thick of it. So she goes right to the jugular. She's like, okay, so what's the problem? You asked them because you need it, right? I'm like, yep. And she's like, because he had gave me two days. Like, which day are you going to take? And I, I basically kind of like ignored him. Like I ain't responding. She was like, so which date you taking? This one or that one? Ugh, the pressure. Dang, but it's right there in my face. So as we're talking, as we're talking, it came to me and I shared with her and I want to share with you, journey with me, accompany me on my journey. Let me accompany you, be transparent with you. It's the only way I can be. But I shared with her, I said, you know what? The problem is that as I started to experience this wife guilt, there is a former version of myself that uh, God has been shaping and molding and softening. And the version of myself is a strong rock, an independent, that was the, the oldest version of it, an independent woman, strong. The example that I've seen all my life, didn't know the details of the examples, but I, I, I took what I saw and I made up something in my mind that I am strong, I can do anything, and I don't wanna show weakness. 
And I felt all of a sudden that me asking someone for help happens to be my husband, that me asking him for help, but then realizing that he could need help and I should probably look to serve and help him versus asking him to support and help me and or just stand on my own and do what I'm supposed to be doing. I need to muscle through this thing and stop being weak. Whoa, that's a problematic thought process. And I ain't calling nobody out. We just talking about me here. I really, at the, at the thick of it, at the root of it all, I had a problem with being weak. Man, see, I lost my, 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 my slight good posture on that one for you. If you watch it on YouTube, let me set that back up. Like, literally, it's straight Bible, yo. The scripture says that in my weakness, that's where God is strong. That's where his strength, that's when God's strength comes through. When you're weak, when you got it all together, then you don't need God, right? A part of my process and my journey is understanding that I am not independent, strong, not weak, don't need anybody or anything, stand up and do it. I can do anything. Like, that's not the reality. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so sometimes you have to run it back on that check and balance of, hey, cat, you can do nothing without God. And so sitting here, all of this stuff marinating and actually looking at this, um, the, the, the true root and the, the cause of the problem that I have. One, I had a real issue. Like I do need, I do need, I haven't had it yet. Like I legitimately need a break. I need a reset. I learned a lesson in that too. If I was actually honoring my Sabbath every week, my reset need wouldn't be so heavy or so hard or hot however you want to describe it, but it wouldn't be so intense if I was honoring the Sabbath every week because on the Sabbath, that's when God refreshes you. It's designed to refresh you. Work six days hard. Give it all you got. And on the seventh day, rest, solemn rest and be refreshed. Mm, that'll bless you. I'm going to start applying that for real, for real. You can hold me accountable on Fridays. Let's uh, Sabbath, Sabbath, Sabbathith together. All right. So then you have, you have that side of it, but but in general, yes, I really do need this rest. But two, let's move to my thought process that needs that perspective has to shift and change because I can never get what I actually need and take it, take advantage of the resources and the support in the community that God has given me if I am unwilling to be human, to be real, and to embrace my weakness. It may not seem like a lot, but for a, uh, a mindset and a stance that you've had almost in your entire life, this is a huge hurdle and a huge battle to get over. So I thank God for my homie. And we sat on the phone. We talked some more. We were able to work through it. And like literally by the time we get off the phone, I mean, it is the wee hours in the morning. She's in a different time zone. So she had already started working. The kids, uh, their wake up time has <laughs> had lapsed. And so I'm a little bit behind schedule, but we were able to spend that 30 minutes or so, like literally talking and, and, and really walking through that thing. And it gave me, and I had a safe space to be able to, to share my thoughts and truly to be like, like, man, it really is because I don't want to be weak. So now it's like, I want to reject the support that I know I need, but I don't want to be weak. And I just wanted to really like share that like a long story. I don't know how long I just, it just took me to tell you guys that, but I wanted to make sure I had all those details to understand and know that like, sometimes we are wired a certain way, but you have to, un 
You have to let that thing be redeemed. We've talked about this before, that there are certain characteristics and things about you that you have to allow for God to redeem about you so that it can be used for his glory. So for me, this strength, this ability to um, get things done and stick to them and focus. Yes, it is a great thing to allow God to redeem it. I am a, a work in process on that level, but it can't be that I interpret these things about my personality and, and, and about me, these traits to mean that I can't be weak, that I can't need support of other people and I, that I can't need help. And so in this season, I feel that I am being called in general because it's something that I've ignored for a long time and now struggle with, but that I'm called to to break through and allow God to help me to break free of being uh, afraid to be weak. And really, that's just acknowledging something that already exists. And so it's not to say I am a weak person and that whole that thing, that circum that circumstance, that situation, uh, that incident, whatever it is, that that defines me altogether or you for whatever your thing or your it may be. That is not a defining thing. It is something that uh, um, that you can know of, but you don't have to. Um, when you take ownership of that thing, I'm trying to find the words to say to, to truly like to truly describe what you're doing. Right. It's it's real. It's reality. But it's not who I am. It's something about me in my current state, but it is not who I am. So I am not a weak person, but I do have weakness and I find strength so that I am not a weak person in God. So separate from God, I am a weak person, but because I am in God and that's where I look to for my strength, my source, then I can tell you that I am not weakness. I have weak moments, but because my God is not one of weakness, then that's not, it can't define me in who I am. And so I am shifting, have shifted my perspective about that and really embracing and looking for other opportunities to be supported which requires some transparency, right? You have to be able to communicate. It requires a, a it, it requires a full level of transparency, not some levels, not partial. Um, look at opacity, like is it 100%, 50, 85? Like no, 100 all the way. Um, but to fully be transparent because if I had told French, like instead of I need, I need a day away, not like can you pick the kids up from school? Like that won't suffice because I had to drop them off this morning and get them ready for school. When I say a day away, it means like mommy's not here. Wifey's not here. <laughs> like mother of five, the dog, wolf, wolf is not here. And that I can literally take a step back and truly, you know, kind of breathe, exhale without having to uh, exhale, without having to um, be responsible for those things in the moment. And not that there's no love lost or anything, but I, those were truly my needs versus trying to pretend that they were something else. And then him picking them up from school. And I'm like, oh, well, that didn't do anything. So you have to be fully transparent when you decide to communicate in a safe space. And sometimes you have to learn what those safe spaces are. But don't let that learning curve deter you from communicating. But you find a safe space and a place to communicate so that you can get the support and the help that you need. And so for me, I found it in my village. It was my husband. It was my homie. Um like it it was it was right there. 
I, I know that village is going to be there when I have when I go to my brother's wedding in a few weeks that my family's going to be there so my mom and my sister like that's still a part of that village so that my husband and I can get time to ourselves without the kids so like that we have that village and that support but there may be times and I'm still uh working on this Technically, mentally, I haven't physically done anything um, in about a month with the information that I have in terms of finding a, a therapist to talk to. But sometimes that village includes a therapist. It might include a psychiatrist. Like the village looks different for different people, but we must acknowledge the different type of support that we have available to us because some people, even myself included, there were times in my life that I thought that I could not say, I could not speak to weakness. I could not acknowledge weakness or address it because one, I didn't feel like I had the support that I needed in order to be supported in my weakness. Two, I thought at times that people were going to utilize that against me. And so even though someone may have wanted to support me, if the first thing that came out of their mouth was, oh, you finally realize that you can't do everything. And it kind of makes me feel bad about not being able to do everything. So I withdraw and figure out how to muscle through and get everything done by myself. But you have to you have to realize, one, you need to communicate clearly uh, and be honest with yourself and other people Two, uh, do it in a safe space and um, make sure that you uh, get the support that you need. And sometimes that support, it doesn't necessarily come from the place that you think that it should. So don't be afraid to get support from uh, places that are less than ideal. So for some people, you may not have a husband like French where it's ideal that with a spouse, you can go to your spouse. If that's not where you can go, there's still a place where you can go that will honor God and you will be safe in order to get the support and the help that you need. So today, this week, going forward on the journey in my backpack is the, the, uh, the idea, the notion that I must embrace my weakness. And in, excuse me, embracing that weakness, um, I look to and I lean on God. I'm going to start there. And then I think about the people I can communicate with and how they can be of support. Those are people that are in my village or my community that can uh, help me get through to the next level. And sometimes pass my own mindset and my own limiting beliefs about myself, my circumstances or other people. Pretty, uh. Pretty, pretty intense, if you will. Um, not all lollipops, but the lollipop and the unicorn and the sunshine still comes in because there's uh, there's simple things that we can do, but that doesn't make them easy. And this isn't an easy thing, and it actually isn't so simple either. But in our journey, in this process through life, as we head towards a destination more that God has for us, I've said it before, there are going to be hills, valleys, speed bumps, potholes, craters, um, detours, and all the likes from a traveling analogy perspective. But you got to keep on pressing. You got to keep on pressing towards that destination of more. And if you focus on God and what he's telling you to do and where he's telling you to go, everything is going to be much better on that journey than it is without him. And so that's what I'm trying to do. And that's what I encourage you guys to do. Is there something that you need to embrace? Maybe it's just like me and that you're figuring out how to embrace your weakness, how to acknowledge it, that you are weak and then embrace it and figure out how to get the necessary support so that you can be in those moments. So in those moments of weakness that I can be with a homie, that I can be with my husband and be supported and taken care of and helped to that next level.
so that I can get the refreshing that I need, that I can get. Um, sometimes it's tangible, physical resources. Sometimes it's not. But whatever that is, um, we don't have everything within us that we need to make it through this journey because God built us for community. He definitely designed us to, to depend on him. So now that we've taken a moment to kind of deep dive uh, and dissect uh, a specific part of my journey in the process, which is so real, I really want to encourage you guys to make sure that you take the time and reflect upon your own journey, your process. Like, where are you today? We really, really have to take the time to be honest with ourselves. If I cannot be honest with God, I cannot be honest with myself. Like, take the time and be honest about where you are and what you need. And so that in that, you can then embrace who you are. So as I embrace my weakness in my journey, um, I am hoping for, for the best, of course, because I've learned something in this season and I know I know better now. And so I can do better and consistently practice so that I get to a point where I am not um, that I'm not too proud to seek out the help that I need, but I really do embrace my weakness because it's where God is strong. So thank you guys so much for tuning in today. This is a great episode. I love that I can share with my homies like this. I hope that you will share this episode with other people so that they can be encouraged and challenged on their journey, just as I am being. And take time to like, rate, review the podcast, as well as this episode. I would love to hear from you and what you have to say, whether they're topics you love to hear about or just your feedback or thoughts about what you've experienced thus far. I thank you so much again for your time. And until next week, remember, God has more for me. God has more for you. Now let's get it. Take care.